This is Fed Up, the podcast by Falcon Nutrition, and I'm your host, Jason Falcon. This podcast will feature coaches, current and former clients, industry colleagues and peers, as well as a handful of others that we feel will bring value to your life as you continue on your nutrition journey. Enjoy, thank you for listening, and let's have some fun. Welcome back to the podcast. Today, I have someone I would consider a very special friend, um, David Pfeffer. We have worked together since... 2017, we are coming up on five years together. And this one is very, very special to me because uh, we started out as a online nutrition coach and a, a client, I guess, right? Um, halfway across the country in Texas. But David and I have been through a lot together. Um, he's become a very, very good friend. And that's a total aside from him having one of probably the most uh, in- incredible physical transformation I've ever been part of. So it, um, Either one of those alone would be pretty cool. The fact that it's the same person makes it that much cooler. And symbolically, the fact that he's the first client that I'm featuring on on the podcast means a lot to me. So I'm hoping this goes really cool. Um, it, we're going to have um, a pretty good list of questions here that hopefully newbies uh, and veterans alike will benefit from, maybe even some people that have never really um, gotten into nutrition coaching. But I think hearing from someone that's now almost five years into it, that's that's pretty much traversed the entire, uh, most of the ground that one could could possibly cover while learning about nutrition and transforming themselves massively. Hopefully, this is helpful. Um, I will shut up. David, how's it going, man? <laughs> good. How are you? Good. Uh, th- good thanks good, good. for saying all that. Uh, I I I wholeheartedly agree. Uh, I, I I told you when you asked me to do this, I'm super duper flattered. So thank you for asking. I will try my hardest not to cry. You are my very favorite human I've never met in real life. So um, I know we've talked a million times and, you know, we, we, over the past five years, we've, we've grown to become friends who realize we have the same taste in a lot of stuff. Um, so we would be friends outside of the way we met. Yep. But like you said, the, the way we met and the way we've, we've done all this and, and the way our friendship has uh, grown is, is pretty special to me. So I, I really appreciate you asking. I'm super happy to be here. Thanks. Absolutely, man. You, you, Again, symbolically, you being the first one on here, uh, I, I'll throw out the disclaimer: I'm I'm new to recording remotely with guests. Um, I've not done a ton of podcasts. I've done some podcasts, but it's always a little bit uh, odd. Any anyhow, it's just like public speech. When you know you're being recorded, you overthink everything. So that disclaimer aside, um, D- David and I do have a cool story. So if either of us get emotional, again, the disclaimer's out there. I don't think it's going to be due to the public speaking vibes, it's probably going to be very genuine, but neither of us are going to get emotional, right, Dave? Right. On it. <laughs> All right. So I guess we'll start um, sort of how I started mine. Do you, um, are you up to telling us uh, kind of a loaded, a loaded question? Tell us a little bit about yourself. What is your background, David? <laughs> so sure. Um, I, I, well, first I'm, I'm married to an amazing woman named Lisa. Uh, I have two, we have two boys, Mason and Evan. They're 18 and almost 15. Uh, and Doug, the wonder puppy, he, th- those, those things are my entire world. Um, I, I didn't have the best relationship with my dad growing up. And I, I vowed that I wouldn't let that happen with my kids. And I'm pretty proud to say that, that my relationship with both of them is terrific, um, both separately and together. So, um, I'm happy about that. My wife, Lisa works in HR at a hospital. So you can imagine what the last 18 months has been like for her been pretty brutal. She's working 12, sometimes 15, 16 hour days mm. all the time. Uh, I work on a global team at work. So I, I have early morning calls and late night calls. And um, that leaves my middays free to do stuff, um, exercise or get errands run or, or whatever. And I, I do realize that I'm lucky to have that. So I, I'm, I don't take that for granted at all. Um, I grew up with really not much. I mean, we weren't dirt poor, but we weren't far from it either. So uh, that sticks with me. And I, I don't like waste. Um, so so throwing away an egg yolk here and there still kind of gets to me, <laughs> which is weird, but um, it is what it is. And I, I have to realize and, and remind myself sometimes that, that that's okay. Um, I love being outside. I never, ever complain about the heat. I live in Houston. It's hot here all the time. Uh, I hate the cold. So I live for the summer. I I think I might like the cold if there was snow here sometimes like real snow, not the bad kind of snow that we got last year. (laughs) Right. Um, 
I, I love all kinds of activities being outside. I don't, I don't really play sports anymore. I played basketball and softball and baseball forever. Um, I coached baseball for a long time. I'm an archer. I, I love doing archery. I do it in my yard. Um, so I, I, I never like do competitions or anything like that. But to me, it's a, a very relaxing thing to do. Uh, you have to have your mind fully there or else you could, you, well, the arrows aren't cheap. So you, if you miss your target and hit the fence or something like that, you break your arrow that, you know, you have to kind of be focused. Mm-hmm. Um, or that's, I would assume, I think I've asked you before, it's a pretty awkward conversation where you have to go knock on the neighbor's door yeah. and ask if you can. L- luckily, yeah. <laughs> luckily that's never happened. Yeah, okay. Um, I have missed the target once true. I decided to try to aim with both eyes instead of closing one. Um, I won't go into a whole lot of details, but I'm right-handed and left eye dominant. So I kind of have a wonky setup with my bow, but um, I decided once to try to see what would happen if I aimed with both eyes and that did not go well, but thankfully it, that's how I know the fence breaks an arrow. Okay. Um, it is when I did that. Um, I work full time. I volunteer a lot. I do all of my family's shopping, food prepping, cooking, all of that. Um, my, I, I'm right now. I'm 48. I'm five nine. The doctor said I was five ten, so I'm sticking with that. But yes. my wife will get on me and say I'm five nine. She's not wrong. I am um, six I'm, one with cleats, right? Six yeah, one with cleats. Right. Yeah. I'm six feet tall in roller skates. <laughs> um, but I right now I'm 148 to 150. 151 is is where I'm comfortable. Uh, it's where I am now. My family has always been heavy. I watched my parents do every diet known to man. I saw them each lose 100 pounds or more, more than one time, and then put it back on. And and um, once I was getting into my late 30s, early 40s, I started to gain weight too, and just assumed, hey, you know, this is when it happens. That's that's how it's going to be. Um, and this next part is going to sound super creepy and Valerie, I'm so sorry. Um, but I saw a picture that my friend Valerie Sanders posted on, uh, Rosenberg, Valerie Sanders Rosenberg posted on Facebook and she looked uh, really fit, really strong in the picture. It was a vacation picture of her and her family. And I kind of reached out to her and basically said, Hey, not to be creepy, but people in their forties aren't supposed to look like that. How are you doing this? Um, and she told me about you and that's how we got where we are. And well, I, I guess a couple things there, I should really be taking notes. Hopefully I can circle my way back through my own brain. Um, she's an, she, you, you and her are extremely similar. She's an extremely hard worker and, and you know, what you see now when you do these podcasts, you can, you can use like a, um, a photo for each different episode. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to try to to use your your collage or or whatever whatever pictures you'd like me to share just to give a snapshot of you. But like where Val was in in the post you're referring to, I have a way of of people credit me for like this is what you did, and it's like well no 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 like you that's that's a lifetime of hard work and discipline and commitment, and it may have been covered under some layers, and I helped to re- reveal what was underneath. But the way you look now was a long time coming. I helped you unveil it just like like Val. And so you two are probably a lot more similar. Well, maybe you do know. You probably realize that you guys are, are very similar in, in work ethic and, and commitment and all that stuff. But out of curiosity, what were you what were you doing um, exercise-wise or what were you doing for, for like active hobbies when you reached out to, to Val and asked her what she was doing? So I, I've, I mean, I've always been someone who's been active. I, I have always played sports. I've always worked out. Um, I have done CrossFit. I've run, which I hate even still <laughs> to this day. Um, I would do cycle classes. Uh, I, and then I found Orange Theory. Um, and I had already been at Orange Theory for a while before I reached out to, to, to her. Um, and th- the day I did my trial at workout at Orange Theory, I canceled both my YMCA and 24-hour memberships. I realized I'd found my fitness happy place. Yep. Um, so that's what I was doing and, and still was gaining weight. So that's, um, that's where it was a little bit weird. I was like, wait, I'm, I'm working so hard and I'm really not eating terribly, which I'm sure we'll dig into a little bit more mm-hmm. here in a little bit. But, um, I, I, but how, am I, you know, how am I getting bigger? This really shouldn't be going this way. Yeah. Um, so that, that when I reached out to Valerie and she pointed me to you and we started in our first conversation, I'm never, ever going to forget this man. And you say that I did all the work, which I guess in theory and technically is true, right? I'm the one that had to put the food in my mouth. She would swallow it. But um, I, I don't know that I could have gotten here on my own. Um, 
so I, I do credit you with a lot of it, but uh, the, the, the one thing that, that I think, I, I forgot where I was going with that, but the, the Orange Theory um, getting me to where I wanted to be, I don't think could have happened without the, the nutrition leading the way. Oh, I do remember where I was going. So when, when we first talked, I was about 190 pounds, I think, um, mm-hmm. which is the heaviest I'd ever been. Um, and I said, look, I'd love to get back in the 170s. And I, I remember this. I'll never forget it. You just went, okay, you know, we'll see what happens. So then, you know, I got to the 170s <laughs> and I was like, awesome, this is great. I feel yeah. great. And um, I said, what do we do now? And you said, let's just, you know, let's just stay the course and see what happens. And you, you, you're always so calm, which is great. Um, I'm sure you can yell at your kids when you have to, but I just, I, I, I have a hard time picturing it, but that's, I got on a tangent again. So anyway, I hit the 160s and I was like, what do we do? And you said, let's just say the course. Let's see what happens. I hit the 150s. I hit the 140s. And then I got down to 138 is the lowest I got. And my wife was like, David, you look like you should be in a concentration camp. What, what's going on here? What are you doing? You look gone. And um, by that time, though, to, to be fair, you'd already added back food, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, we were already adding yep. back food. And you said yep. you've basically turned yourself into a furnace we're yep. going to do this slowly and methodically and we'll, we'll get you back food and we'll get you to where you want to go. Um, and then I leveled out around where I am now, 148, 150, but I body fat tested myself in a dunk tank, the hydrostatic test, which is at the time is, was considered the most accurate type yep. of. Yeah. Like a bod pod testing. or yeah. Bod yeah. pod or Dexo, one of those. Yeah. So I did that um, at 138. And I did it again at 150 and the percentage was the same. So I do know that every bit of weight that I gained back was muscle, which is awesome. Um, it's, so it's, I'm it's, super happy to be where I am. It, 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 two things. One, it's a very, very odd, odd thing. And the analogy I usually use with people is if you if pictures, picture somewhere in Europe, one of those super picturesque landscapes with a, uh, you know, a train cutting through the countryside, just amongst all these mountains and everything. And you get to that point where food starts coming up. It's like hitting the brakes when that train is soaring down the tracks, right? So from, from the moment you hit the brakes, AKA add more food in to the point where the train actually slows, there's like that lag effect. It'll, it'll slow down and, and, and you know, kind of come to a stop. Eventually our bodies are the same. So you're probably like, I'm eating more and more and more. Why am I still losing? What did this guy do to my body? Like, <laughs> am I going to see the teens? Like what's going on here? Um, so that, that's, that's kind of a, a trippy thing that usually happens to all of us. The second thing is I'm so used to looking at, at data in an app or on a spreadsheet. So like I know 48, 49, 50, 51, back down to 49, 40. Like I know, I know where your scale range is, but to hear you say it for some reason, I go 147, 148. <laughs> because if you like, if you just posted your picture and you said, someone guessed my stats, the average person would probably think you weighed 90, 90, like 200, I don't know, somewhere 190, because you are just, you have an absolutely insane physique. And it's crazy to me to think that 150-ish, slightly under 150. Um, I mean, the, what is the saying? If you want to look like you gain 10 pounds of muscle, just drop 10 pounds of body fat. But you took that to like a whole other, you're absolutely jacked. Like you're my, you're my, when I tell you like how inspiring you are to me, because you're not, um, a lot of people get to being sort of all show, no go. And, and they, they build what outside looking in looks like, you know, a, a very capable, impressive body and a good showcase of discipline. What you do with your body is just crazy to me because you are, you like your volume and your frequent, your frequency. And the fact that you are as good as it, pretty much all the disciplines within orange theory. And then just everything else like, yeah, I, you know, went out and did a bike ride at this pace and it's on a hybrid bike. And I'm thinking, okay, I've got a pretty nice road bike and I'm having trouble laying down those paces, you big jerk. Um, but it's just a casual, yeah, it was a recovery ride. I'm like, all right, Dave, we got to talk. I need you to slow down or I'm going to come let some air out of your tires or something. <laughs> Thank you for saying that. I, I will say this past week, uh, I, I sometimes ride my bike to Orange Theory as like a warm up and a cool down. And it's not far. It's like I, I can get there in a mile and a half if I want to go on the main street, which I don't because people in Houston are not bike friendly. Yeah. Um, so I take back roads and it ends up being about three miles. Um, I've never been more thankful that I didn't ride my bike than I was on, I think it was Tuesday or Wednesday this week because I, I, I stood up when I got dressed out of the shower and it hurt. And I was like, Oh man, tomorrow is going to suck real bad. Mm-hmm. And I wasn't wrong. It did. So I, I think I would have made it home, but I don't, 
it would I'd have fought it the whole way. So yeah, uh, I appreciate what you're saying. I I really do. The the one thing that that does make it easy for me to do Orange Theory as often as I do, I, and I go five to six times a week is my target. Um, but I don't run every day. I mm-hmm. fight chronic plantar fasciitis, as you know. Yep. Um, so and I tore it years ago answering the phone. Weirdly enough, I walked across <laughs> the room and it snapped. Um, and it felt like someone stabbed me in the foot with a hot knife and. I went to the doctor and he, he basically said what happened. And, and he just kind of said, look, it's never going to be right. I mean, you can do physical therapy and get it to the point where you're okay and you can walk and you can do stuff and you can still play sports and you can still do these things, but you're never going to run a marathon. You know, I mean, it's never going to be running is going to be your uh, kryptonite, right? Mm-hmm. Which I was fine with because I, I hate running anyway. Um, but th- I run once a week at Orange Theory on the super bouncy, super forgiving treadmills because it's much easier on your body. And and I do that just to remember how to do it. Um, yep. I don't have any desire to run long, crazy distances like you do. And you're, you're selling yourself quite short when you say you're not a runner. Because um, yeah. a normal person doesn't just be like, hey, I'm going to go run a 50-mile race. You know, you do that. So good for you. Um, yeah, but- it's 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 different. It, I don't race them. I, I run them. And to me, they're more experiences and adventures. And it's usually who I share them with that make them these epic. It's like, oh, I get to go see two of my friends for three days. That sounds amazing. What do I have to do? Well, you got to run 50 miles. Well, yeah, I guess I could run 50 <laughs> miles if it means being able to spend all that time with them. Sure. Um, so it, uh, you would be incredible at them, man. I mean, with the, with the ridiculous space you have, it's just, but when you say, well, I don't run every day because I'm forever working around this, to me, that sort of makes it as even that much more incredible because you're working very, very intelligently around your body's limitations. And it's something that most of us are not very good at because, well, this thing hurts. Uh, I'm just going to ignore the fact that it hurts and keep pushing and then wonder why I have to take two or three months off. Um, when, and, when I tore it, I did, I had to, I, yeah. I mean, I, I had to take, it was 60 days. He said not to, he said, don't run, don't do anything but walk. And I had to swim for that 60 days if I wanted to try to stay in reasonable shape. And this was, this was, God, I want to say 15, 16 years ago that it happened. That yeah. happened. Um, and that was the longest 60 days of my life. Cause I, I sink like a stone, man. I am a survival swimmer. I can get to the side of the pool. Um, <laughs> And I even took lessons and the lady I took lessons with was like, Hey, David, maybe this isn't for you. And I went, hold on, I'm, I'm willing to pay you for your time. And you're telling me that you don't want to take it. And she goes, yeah, that's kind of what I'm saying. This isn't ever going to be your thing. So uh, a triathlon is also not in my future, but, um, well, and probably but that prob- was a long two months. Uh, uh, it was a terrible joke. I was going to say it would probably even go less great now because uh, you've lost any sort of buoyancy because you're so lean, you might just. <laughs> right. No, I, I do. I sink like a stone. So yeah. Thank you for saying that. I'm, I mean, I'm proud of it, but at the same time, it would be nice to be able to, to mix that in sometimes, but yeah. it's just not my thing. It, yeah. It's killer cross training. It's, it's finding a lane and being, being able to swim. Like we have, we have a master swim team at my YMCA and I would love to fall in with those guys, but I would be totally in the way and a complete liability. So usually I go sneak some, some swim time in when the pool's fairly empty. Um, we could probably talk about training and everything uh, sure. all day long, and we will. I'll, I'll schedule another call for us to just chat. Um, uh, so, when probably a lot of similarities between me doing CrossFit uh, originally, which I mentioned in that podcast that I recorded um, last week. What were you doing? Um, like when when you went into Orange Theory, you did your trial class. You said this is it. This is the thing I've been looking for. Bye-bye other two gym memberships. What were you doing? You said you weren't eating really badly, but like, what were you doing? What was your, what were you, I guess, what were your thoughts toward nutrition? Um, so yeah, so that, that I, uh, here's a weird thing. So I have a kinesiology sport <laughs> management degree, right? Um, and, and this was in the nineties when I graduated, but when I did that, I never took a nutrition class, which is strange. Um, because that, that's a huge part of all of this. Right. So, um, but I, I, I could tell you how my body works, how your body works, what, what does, what, what goes where, um, and how to make things stronger, whatever, better, faster, stronger, which by the way, I, I meant to make that joke earlier. And I forgot that you $6 million man to me, you don't <laughs> be bigger, faster or better, faster, stronger. So, um, but, but I, I didn't know anything about food stuff, right? So I, I traveled with the basketball team in college and um, was sometimes a practice dummy and, and did a lot of running with those guys. And I would eat at the training table with them sometimes where the, the athletes at, at University of Texas ate. And it was always full of pizza and burgers and fries and 
um, all of that. I, I have to think or hope anyway that it looks very different now. Mm-hmm. But 30 years ago, um, that's what it looked like. And there were salads too, sure. But the mentality was, hey, just put food in your body so you have energy, right? Yep. Um, and and the, the, the single biggest thing, which I'm, I'm sure you've heard this a hundred times doing what you do for a living, uh, learning what a spoonful or a serving of peanut butter looks like hurt hurt real bad, man. The day I, the music died. Yeah, no, yeah, that's, yeah, that's, yeah. that's all of us. <laughs> I love tier. peanut butter. I put it on everything. I'll eat it off a spoon. I mean, it is one of my very, very favorite things to eat and seeing how little of it is actually a serving sucks. Yeah. So, um, and how much fat is in it, right? You just assume, Hey, peanut butter is good for you. Um, mm-hmm. you assume hummus, it's, it's good for you. Cereal yeah. for breakfast. That's great. Right. It's fine. It gives you energy. It's just energy. Um, yeah. But all those things, you know, hummus has a ton of fat. Um, peanut butter has a ton of fat cereal for breakfast. Sure. That's great, but it doesn't have, it doesn't help your body. It doesn't help your muscles recover. It doesn't help you build muscle. It doesn't help you get any stronger. It just gives you a boost of energy, right? Yep. Which for school is great. Um, but for, for using your body to do stuff, not so much. No. So, well, um, and, and it's, it's, I'll probably keep cutting you off because that's just how my brain works. But I always say those that, that do literally anything with their body, any, any time, someone gives their body reason to act as their motor, you feel the effects of how you're fueling that much more. So I, I see it commonly with, with folks that aren't, I would consider them sedentary when we start working together, even if they add in like three walks a week, simply just walking, they go, wow, like I, I really feel X, Y, Z, just, just moving your body more. You give yourself the chance to, to feel things. So just imagine, you know, um, our podcast ran ran long and then you got a last minute call and you had to hop on this other work call and this and that. And and you decided you were going to go to Orange Theory later today. You were going to go in the evening and you had no time to eat. So you just downed five tablespoons of peanut butter because you said, well, it's just energy. Can you imagine the gut bomb of yeah. five tablespoons of peanut butter sitting in your stomach when you're trying to do an all out? You'd probably just run right off the front of the treadmill and get back to your car and drive home because you felt so terrible. So it really is interesting how, how, how we learn how different, um, I guess, macro types, food types, whatever it is. Uh, the things we used to look at, we, we kind of like squint at now and, and remember the good old days that, that weren't quite the good old days, right? Right. The, 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 that's one of my very favorite song lyrics of all time, the Billy Joel lyric. The good old days weren't always good and tomorrow ain't as bad as it seems. But um, the, the, everyone knows fruit and veggies are good for you, right? Everyone knows that. Everyone knows chicken is good for you, grilled chicken. But you know, what if you cook that chicken breast in a ton of oil mm-hmm. or what if you put a ton of sauce on it? Right. So it, those are things that I really honestly never thought of. I was like, well, gee, sure. It's got ranch on it, but it's chicken. It's good. Um, yep. But it, you know, so, so those are the, the single biggest thing I've learned from you. I don't want to say the single biggest, one of the biggest things I've learned from my time with you is just how food works, yeah. um, how certain foods make me feel, uh, how certain things, um, you know, what, what, what I can do when I've eaten certain things, what I can do when I've not eaten certain things, just how it all works inside my body and what each thing does, right. Protein makes you full. So if you're, if you're constantly hungry, and this is one of the things that I see, uh, you know, reading nutrition forums, which I've I've done a ton of, I've learned so much. And this has just kind of sparked a a thirst for knowledge inside me too. Cause I was just like, how did I get to where I am and get the degree I have and never, never learn one thing about this, but um, so it's, it's late life or midlife learning. Right. But, um, it, you know, the people that, that say on the nutrition forums or wherever, you know, I'm, I'm constantly hungry. What can I do? Eat 10 egg whites for breakfast, right? Hard boil eggs, eat those egg whites, throw the yolks away and you won't be hungry again for a while. Yep. So, um, it just, you know, the food that, that sticks with you and I, I'm sure we'll talk about, you know, what, how I eat now versus how I ate then, but, um, it, it just the learning and helping yourself understand what what fuels you and what makes you full longer and and makes you able to eat more fun stuff. Yeah, all of that is so helpful. Yeah, yeah. Well, and and so having like a you said is kinesiology and sport management is that? Mm-hmm. Yep. I mean, I've worked I've worked with I currently work with with doctors with MDs, um, couple surgeons, couple primary care physicians. They pretty much say the same thing. They're like, dude. I, you know, for, for one semester, we learned about nutrition and, and back when I learned about it, it was low fat or whatever, whatever it was when they were going through, through medical school. Uh, and they can't believe how basically how much they, um, 
they end up feeling like they just really got no education whatsoever. And the things they were educated on as it pertains to nutrition were just not entirely helpful. Um, so I don't know if it's like a state of, uh, I guess it's science, right? It, it's just ever sort of ever evolving and ever changing and, um, things are, things are added. I would agree. Hopefully I think we're in a place where collegiate sport teams are doing things a lot differently now. Um, I think of, um, when I wrestled, right. Like, like what we did for dieting when we wrestled and, oh my God, it's, it's amazing that, uh, well, I won't go too far into that. It, just as you hope that those, those, um, you know, basketball lunch tables probably look better. I, I hope the same for, for the wrestling rooms and what, what all those kids are doing to make weight. Um, I think it's ever evolving and hopefully all the educational bodies are, are sort of, uh, following, following in that spirit. Um, so you touched on it. it I, I guess let's get into that. How, how would you describe, um, eating now versus eating then? So this is going to sound a little bit weird and, and like I'm a, uh, two different people sometimes, right? I, I'm up for anything. I love adventure. I love doing stuff. I love, you know, trying new things. I, 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 there's really nothing I won't try once. Um, but I'm perfectly happy being a food robot. So I eat basically the same thing every day for, for breakfast. I mean, I, if you want me to get into like what I eat, I can do that too. But, um, for, for breakfast, lunch, morning snack, afternoon snack, and most of my nighttime snack every day is pretty much the same. Yep. Um, I could honestly eat the same thing for dinner too. Every night I could eat a pizza for dinner every night. If I worked it into my plans or a hamburger or a grilled chicken or, or whatever, I, I like food. Isn't something that I spend a lot of time worrying about yeah. my family. I'm told can't do that. Um, mm-hmm. cause I did try for a couple of weeks. I was like, Hey, let's just eat this for a week and see what happens. And they were like, no, you've lost your mind. <laughs> so, um, so dinners, we vary. Um, yep. and I still, you know, I, I, and I'm like, look, I'm, everything is fine. There's nothing. That's the beauty of all this, right? We eat pizza, we eat burgers, we eat fries, we eat all that stuff. Um, I just want to know a day or two in advance so I can plan the rest of the day around it. Yep. Um, but the, uh, so we, we vary dinner and, and I vary the sweets I have with my nighttime snack. Right. So that, that, that's a big one. Yeah. When we first started, I love sweets. I love cookies. I love candy. I love ice cream. I love all that stuff. And that's probably what got me in trouble. Cause I, you know, I would think I would eat good the rest of the day and then I could have a big bowl of ice cream, yeah. um, which turns out you can, you just have to work it a little smarter than I was doing. But so every night with my nighttime snack and the entire time, the almost five years we've been working together the number of days I haven't had something sweet, I could probably count on one hand, mm-hmm. uh, maybe two hands, because there's been four or five Yom Kippur's in there where I don't eat at all. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, so those notwithstanding. By default, um, those days, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But the, uh, and even when I break the fast, I'll have some sort of candy or whatever, but um, I, I love sweets. So when we first started together, you said, hey, that's fine. Um, it might make the day, the rest of the day suck for you, but figure it out, you know, plan that in first. Um, and that was a big one. So if I, and that helps so much because it, it makes it, you know, if you work in, a, in an office, which again, for the last year and a half, most of us don't, but if you work in an office and there's donuts, mm-hmm. I, I myself anyway, am a lot less likely to take a donut knowing full well that I have a Reese's peanut butter uh, treat coming later or a cookie coming later or a bowl of ice cream coming later or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, so that makes it so much easier if I know I've got that coming to me, right? If sweets are your... If, if sweets are a thing for you, uh, plan it first. That yep. That's a, a big thing. But that's what I do now. I, I plan everything. <clears throat> so I, I, I have a plan. And because I, <clears throat> excuse me, do eat the same thing most days, I, it makes it easier in my fitness pal. I just copy it. Yep. Right? So I'll, every couple of weeks, I'll go in and I'll copy my Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday to two weeks ahead. So that way I've got my base in there. And then if I do go out to dinner, I can switch the days around or that's another big thing. If I, if I know I'm going out to eat, right. Well, restaurant food is delicious because they load it up with salt, butter, and oil. Mm-hmm. Right. So it's, it's a bunch of hidden fat bombs that you don't see. Yep. So if I know I'm going out to eat somewhere, I'll just change the rest of my day around to where I'll have like super lean protein, like egg whites, or, or I'll make an egg white omelet with fat free cheese or something like that. Um, and, or grilled chicken and eat a ton of veggies so that I'm not hungry. And then I can eat whatever I want at the restaurant. Right. And it's, it's, um, it's not all or nothing, you know, the, 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 the whole point of this is to get to a point where you, I'm comfortable and I'm a little bit OCD. Some would say a lot of bit OCD. (laughs) So the measuring and planning and all that doesn't bother me. Right. But I, I can, I can go on vacation and come back the same way having not done it. Um, so it's just learning how to eat and learning how to do this. And that, that was another big one that, that 
um, early on after I had fully leaned out, uh, my family went on a Disney cruise and you and I had a long talk about how to handle that. And, and for breakfast every morning, I would have a lean breakfast. And for lunch, I would have, you know, a, a pretty simple salad with grilled chicken and maybe a little bit of dressing. And then for dinner, I would have whatever I wanted and dessert. Yep. Um, and I came back weighing the exact same thing that I weighed when I left, which is yep. mind blowing to me, but that's what happened. Yeah. Because when you, when you were choosing to stay regimented using that loosely, because you, it wasn't going to be as regimented as home at, as it was at home, but like when you were doing breakfast, lunch on the, on the cruise ship, that obviously looked a lot better. But what happens is by, by pretty much across the board, your behavior is getting better and better and better. Even your quote unquote free, you know, free meal, right? Like the, the fun dinner and then a dessert after that, whether you realize it or not, probably did look better than it would have three or four years prior, you know? Oh, I'm and, sure. I'm yeah. Sure. So you, it, it's like, everything is getting better. Our best of days are getting better and our, the, the days that we wish would never have happened. As terrible as those feel, they're amazing learning experiences, and those probably are steadily getting better as well. I think, I don't know, I would like to hear your thoughts. I think something that made your whole journey, I need to find a better word. I hate the word journey. Your whole experience um, as as productive and just like top-notch as it's been is you never, ever, ever put a time, you never said, I need to be here by this date, or like it was never, uh, a lot of people, it's, you know, like, all right. I signed up for three months. Let's, let's give me the most amazing body, uh, bulletproof habits, like all these, you know, three months. It, it was never really about that. You never, I don't think you ever outwardly said like, let's play the long game, but it was very clear in your approach um, that you were, you were here for the right reasons. You wanted to, to make it a lifestyle. And now you've got the, the results and the mindset and, and you could, you could absolutely 100% be, be, you know, teaching others. Um, you're, you're there. Well, I, I appreciate you saying that. Um, the, the let me say one more thing about the food, and then I'll I'll dig into what you just said. Okay. The the other thing is I I really don't drink anymore. I like bourbon. I, I thought I'd miss it. I, I mean, I like beer too, but it's not the end all be all for me. Um, but I early on I kind of realized I would rather chew my calories than sip them. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and all the guys I played softball with forever. I played softball with you know these guys for 10, 12 years, and we'd go out for beers afterwards. And when you know, now when we go out, we don't play anymore, but we still go out sometimes, not COVID uh, times, obviously, but, you know, they'll poke fun at me. Hey, look at this guy not drinking. Look at him not drinking. You know, I'll have yeah. a Diet Coke and it's just people busting chops, right? So it's, it's, and I think having played sports my whole life has made me not sensitive to dumb stuff like that. Yep. And I'll give it right back to him. I'm like, oh yeah, that's cool. You know, that's funny. Look at you drinking all the beer. Next time I go for a run, I'll just take off my shirt and run by your house. That cool. <laughs> you know, and uh, then they, they, they're like, oh, okay, okay, okay. Or I'll, yeah. you know, or I'll just, I'll flex and be like, yeah, but my arm can do this. Could yours, you know? So, so it's, it, I mean, it's, yeah, it's just, I give it back to him, but when it really boils down to it, they're never, ever going to say, oh, don't call David because he's not going to drink. The, you know, they don't. Right. That's, and I think people fear that, right? People think, 100%. oh, I can't go out with my friends anymore because I don't drink. Um, but if they're really your friends, right, the, the line your mom used to give you, if that's the reason they're friends with you, they never really were your friend anyway. But um, I, don't, I don't feel like any of those guys would ever say that. And if I ever needed their help, they'd be there in a, in a heartbeat. And, and likewise, you know, so it's, it's the drinking isn't what brings you together. It's just a side activity that you do when you are together. Yeah, absolutely. So, just like softball. If softball yeah. wasn't a thing, you probably would find some other thing to be doing together instead. Cause those are your friends and that's your, that's your, your tribe, right? Your community. Um, yeah. I, I think, I think by default, until we reach a point where we've proven to ourselves that that's not the case. I think all of us give way too much thought and way too much power to how other people perceive what we're doing. Nobody cares what you're drinking or not drinking. They care about what they're like. Everyone's playing their own video game. They're all in control of their own avatar. No one truly cares. No one's going to go home and, 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 you know, tell their husband or tell their wife, Hey, you remember that David guy, you know, he didn't have have a single beer. No one cares. (laughs) Right. No one cares at all. Yeah. (laughs) So, so let me answer your other question now, as far as the, uh, long game and, um, staying in it for, you know, for a long time, the, the, uh, it's, it's, it's fun and, and easy to gain weight, right? That's the more fun part. Um, discipline is an enormous part of all of this. Mm-hmm. The, the one thing that I think a lot of people probably who are listening to this or will listen to this, everyone's proven that you can lose the weight, right? A lot of people yo-yo diet lose the weight, gain the weight, lose the weight, gain the weight, whatever. Like I said earlier, my parents did that for my whole, their whole lives. Yeah. Um, 
but the, the maintenance is the single most important part of all of this. So once you lose the weight and the line, I always say when people ask, you know, Hey, what do you do? How do you eat? How does, how does all this work? Um, the one thing I always say to them is, Hey, if you, if you woke up tomorrow with the body that you wanted, could you keep it? That, the that's that's the most, no. the, I'm sorry to cut you off. That, that quote is like the most profoundly, like you should trademark it uh, and, and retire early. Uh, but that really is a very, very profound thought provoking. Cause it, I, I think it really forces people to think and, and do some introspection, whatever the word is like, it, it's a very deep question. And for as simple as it is, I'm secretly very, uh, annoyed that I didn't think of, of ever, uh, copywriting it before you. So make sure you, you know, <laughs> it, it really is a great question. And you know, what, what it stems from, I think is absolutely brilliant because it's the truth. There's a million different ways you can lose weight, right? Most of them probably not the best, but you can lose weight easy enough. The phase that most people could benefit from hugely is maintenance. It's also the most undervalued phase that the fewest stick around for. And so while we are a business and we love getting clients, it, it, it's truly painful because we do care and we do want people to succeed when we work with a client every year for four or five years for three or six months out of the year, and we're, we're losing the same 10 or 20 pounds over and over and we go, all right, like we're there. This is, this is where you, this is where you left off last time. This isn't me trying to upsell you or, or just keep you on for another three months. Like truly let's teach you how to maintain this, get more food coming in. Like, well, you know, no, I, I'm at my goal weight. I got this. And, and yeah. just based on like the historical pattern, it kind of makes us really uneasy because we pretty much have an idea how it's going to go. So the fact that, yeah, that you, you, sorry, go ahead. No, I was going to say, let's, let's chew on that for a minute. Right. So I, I, I now in my late forties, again, have the body that I wanted, mm-hmm. right. I had it in my twenties. I have it again. Only this time I know how to keep it. Yep. I'm not going to count on a young person's metabolism and, and the metabolism of a, of a more active person. Right. Um, and and I, we've been together a long time, almost five years. I, I now have figured out that I can use my FSA to pay for this. Yep. So I just dump a little bit more into my FSA every year. Um, so I, I don't I don't know that I'm going anywhere anytime soon. I love our weekly check-ins. I love our talks. Uh, this has become a super important part of my whole life. Um, but But as you hit on the maintenance, right, where we are, when I got to my goal weight, right, when I got, and I wouldn't have known what to do. I, I don't think I would have taken myself down as low as we got when we were working together. In fact, I know I wouldn't have, but I would have gained the weight back. I'm pretty confident. Mm-hmm. Um, but the one thing I would have never, ever had the guts to do is give myself the amount of food back you gave me. Yeah. Right. So, and, and you'll probably remember every time you gave me a bump, even as recently as a couple of weeks ago, mm-hmm. every time you gave mm-hmm. me a bump, That's I a double always digits on one of the macros. Are you sure? Yeah. Uh-huh, I'm sure. Yeah. I always write back. Yeah. You sure? You sure? And then you, you've always said yes. And this was done super methodically, right? I didn't go, and my numbers now are really high. Um, but I didn't get there overnight. It took a year, year and a half to get to where I am now. And I'm so thankful that I took that time. And, and I love when people say carbs are bad or, you know, mm. you can't eat that much fat or you got to be keto or paleo or whatever. I always will open up my fitness pal and show them, hey, do you know last night I had a snack of a gigantic bowl of popcorn, uh, a frozen yogurt and uh, uh, 100 grams of chocolate covered mangoes? Mm-hmm. And they'll look at me like I grew a third eye, you know? So, um, it, 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 I would have never, ever had the guts to get to where I am now. And, and my carb number is super high. And yes, fruits and veggies are important and everyone needs to eat them. And I eat a ton of them. But if yep. I only ate fruits and veggies to get to the carb number where I am now, I would never leave the bathroom. No. I mean, so, so I'm so And you would need just it, right? a conveyor belt. You would have to yeah, stay in the bathroom yeah. with a conveyor belt of fruits and veggies just... Yeah, I get Forever. I get to have candy, I get to have ice cream, I get to have brownies, I get to have cookies, I get to have all these things I love, and I get to have all the fun stuff because we put in the work over a long period of time to get to where I can, right? And I always had sweets, just the sweets are more fun now or bigger, yeah. right? Yeah. I have a bigger bowl of ice cream, I have a bigger bowl of frozen yogurt, I have a bigger um, candy bar or or you know more chocolate covered raisins or whatever it would be. Yeah, and and it's not just food, right? It's fuel because it, it the people who I've referred to you that I go to Orange Theory with, um, they're killing their benchmarks. I mean, like they're running their fastest miles, they're rowing faster than they ever have. Um, There's a guy named Jeff who he works with you guys also. 
Um, he, he just did the dry try in like 38 minutes or something stupid like that. I Heck mean, yeah. like, yeah. And that for, for the people that don't go to orange theory, it's a 2000 meter row, 300 body weight exercises, and then a 5k. So it took him less than 40 minutes to do all that. I mean, it's just insane. So, yeah. um, and, but again, all these people are properly fueled for probably the first time in their life. So, yeah. um, but, but the whole, the guts and just getting to the point where I am, I swear it's sorcery. Right. Um, but I guess science looks like that sometimes too. It's uh, yeah, no, it's, it's like longevity, right? It, it's what I always tell people time and consistency, amazing combo either, yeah. either alone might work. Probably not. You got to pair them up and you just got to, you, you got to let it ride, but then you also have to do the work. I mean, what is the, uh, what is the line we say as coaches? I make suggestions, you make decisions. So yeah. You give me a lot of credit. I, 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 I guess I'll, I'll step into that and accept some of it, but it really is, uh, it, it's always going to come down to what the person does with the game plan that we encourage them to take. Um, so you deserve the high, 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 high percentage of that credit. And the, so one of the things I do want to get in, and I know we're going a, a bit longer than, than I probably intended. Something I admire so much about you is I, I work with, Historically, I've always worked at any given time with with more ladies than guys. But as a fellow guy and as a fellow dad, to me, uh, it's going to sound weird. Like, I think you'd be a super cool dad. Like, I wish you were my dad. But just based on, like when I was little, the the way I make that, sure my kids listen to this. Just just the way that you, um, and you probably don't mean to because it's just your your nature, your disposition. But clearly, like your family out of everything in life is, is what you get the most joy from and just how involved and how active and how much of your time and energy goes in, into doing all the things, especially marching band and then band and, and all that set up and tear down. Like you have so many things that you do constantly on top of work, on top of five or six days of, of orange theory and possibly other cross training, like, like, like riding, you just have so many things that you do and Every time you check in, you tell me what you did with your family. Like clearly there's no, there may be small holes, but there's no holes. You're not singularly focused on, gosh, I want abs. Now I finally have abs. Now I got to keep abs. My family no longer exists. I'm just, I'm a dieting is what I do or, or vice versa. You don't spend so much time on work or with your, like you just have a really good balance on things from, from my perspective. And it's the coolest thing because it's very hard to do. A lot of people can can singularly focus on one thing and get to a point of doing well with that, but at the at the expense of others, other things fall down and they they become the dad or the or the uh, the mom or, or you know it, it's like this absent absentee family member, which sucks because at the point at which we're choosing to to work on our bodies where other things like that suffer, that's no good. Um, yeah. I don't even know where I was going with that, man. I, yeah. I guess how do you, how do you do it? How do you make it look easy? Did it feel that easy? year one compared to going on year five? Well, for sure it gets easier, right? So that's, um, age gives you wisdom if you let it. Um, and, and one of the things like you're talking about making it work, and I know this sounds super cliche, and, but either something's important or it's not, right? If it's important, you'll find time. If it's not, you'll make excuses. And the time commitment for doing this when you start, it's pretty daunting, right? I mean, like I didn't know how to measure food. I didn't, I'd never done all that before. So the first few weeks are, are rough, you know, but it, it's, it's a few weeks. It's temporary. It's not forever. Yep. And now um, I can plan an entire week. Again, I have the ease of just copying stuff because I eat the same thing. But even if I didn't, like on, on weeks that we don't do that or we're not at home or whatever, I'll still go into it with some sort of plan. And I can do that in five to 10 minutes. Yep. Um, it takes 10 to 20 minutes to prepare the food. So every day when I'm done working, I'll go and I'll make my nighttime snack. So my nighttime snack most nights is Greek, for, Greek yogurt with uh, instant pudding powder put in um, and PB2. So it tastes like, you know, chocolatey, peanut buttery, frozen yogurt. And then I, I make that and I'll put it in the freezer for a couple hours and eat it later. Um, so that takes three minutes to do, right? I, I have uh, hard boiled egg whites for breakfast most mornings. And depending on how the day goes, sometimes I'll eat a yolk or two. Most of the time I don't, I give the a yolk or two to my dog and then I throw the rest away. And Doug loves like it. Yeah, Doug, he does. Doug is thriving. Well, he knows the sound, right? So the fridge opening and the box, we buy them at Costco, the hard boiled eggs to make yep. it easier. So he knows the sound of that opening and he comes running into the kitchen every time. So anyway, um, that takes five minutes, right? So, and, and you mentioned band, um, both of my kids do band and I, I work with the, I move a lot of the equipment around. 
Um, and I even got a note from my doctor saying that I'm on an air quote special diet, right? So um, to let me bring in my own food to the stadiums where they don't allow it. But because I'm moving the equipment around, no one's ever thought to check my backpack or my cooler. They just assume it's banned stuff, which mm -hmm. I'm fine with. And I don't want to jinx that. And I hope I didn't just do that because I got three more years of doing this. But um, <laughs> I, I, it takes 10 to 15 minutes to make all the food I'm going to eat for a whole competition day, right? And I, we, there's a competition tomorrow for my son. So I'll do that later on this afternoon. I'll prepare, prepare everything for tomorrow and I'll bring it in a cooler. So it's, it's, you know, and then when everybody's trying to figure out what they're going to eat or where they're going to go to eat, or they're hungry and they're gripey, um, I'm not, I have my food yeah. with me. So to me, it's important. And it's, it, it really doesn't take that much time once you get good at it. So that, that would be my advice is let yourself get good at it, right? Yeah. I mean, give yourself the time to learn how to do this. Um, yeah. and then, and then it just kind of falls into place. So that, you know, that, 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 that's a big one, um, for making it work. The other, the other thing, I, I guess the advice I would give people that are starting out with you or have been with you for a while is to just be completely honest, right? Jason or the other coaches, if you have a, a quote unquote weak moment or something goes wrong in your day um, and you, you know, you fall off the wagon for a day, they're not judging you. They've all been there, right? right. So it's just, it's... It, um, when you fall down, how do you get back up, right? The old sports cliche, if you, if you get knocked down seven times, get up eight. Um, but it, it, you're not going to change your habits overnight. Again, give time, time. So yeah. they get that. They're, they're not judging you. They're, they genuinely want to help you get to where you are or where you want to be yep. and then stay there. You know. So now that I'm older and wiser, right? I, I know that every time I walk into Orange Theory, I'm not going to set a personal best. I'm okay right. with that. Right. Uh, in fact, I'm probably not going to set any more personal bests. I'm getting older, you know, part of age is slowing down. Um, yeah. as, as, as long as I can stay fairly close to where I was, I'm good with it. I know that sometimes just walking in that place is enough, right? Every workout isn't going to be great. Um, no, no, that's a, that's a victory. I was just talking to Patty. Patty's running her, she's doing Boston virtual tomorrow and she's doing, you know, 26.2 miles. Um, and she had, she had some time goals and she wasn't sure if she wanted to interval this one. We're both big fans when we run long of doing run, walk intervals, maybe four mm -hmm. to one or three to two or letting the terrain dictate. Um, and, and she, she wasn't sure cause she, she, in her, in her mind, she has a, a couple of goals that she wants to reach, but she's also working around a couple other things. And so she didn't know how to do it. And I said, well, Patty, don't, don't you dare forget a marathon, you know, four or five years ago would have been like, it might as well have been a, a circumnavigation of the globe. Like it was, yeah. it was just not a thing. So sometimes be proud. Even if you had the worst orange theory workout day, you're still someone that cares enough to go to orange theory. Like, right. I wasn't it, sitting on the couch. Yeah. Or if you had the worst day of tracking your intake ever, you're still someone that tracks their intake. Like you still care enough to put the effort in. And as coaches, that's where we get to do our job for you. If, if every week you check in and you're like, yep, there you go. Like picture perfect down to the gram. I, I crushed it coach. What are you really getting from us? It's, it's, living your life, how you're, how you're going to be living it for a while when you're working with us so that you can trip and fall flat on your face and then bring it back and say, here's, here's how it went. I mean, you're probably the most proficient person I've ever worked with. And you had your learning moments early on and you're not the most proficient person I ever worked with because you were perfect from day one. I could have said, well, just keep, keep doing what you're doing. But you did have those moments and we were able to work through them and, 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 develop the proficiency. It's very much a set of skills. I don't know a lot of skills that you just, you know, click buy now and the skills morph into your brain and then you have them. Like you have Yeah, to we're not in the matrix, right? You can't yeah. download the language. Yeah. <laughs> um, the the right. one thing that, that does drive me a little bit nuts and and I, I mean, I, I know we've gone long and I'm, I, I can do this no. all day. But, yeah. Oh um, yeah, this could be three hours. You're yeah, welcome audience. Like I, the, I love it. <laughs> the, uh, the I'm not motivated, help me out things. They drive me nuts a little bit too, right? Because I, and, and motivation comes and goes. And I tell this to my kids, right? Motivation can, it can help you today. It's not going to help you three months from now, 10 months from now, a year from now. Um, so, the, you know, if, 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 if the person between your ears is telling you something isn't going to work, it's probably not. So, and that's one of the big things I've learned from you, right? I don't, I no longer fear food. I no longer, I know that resting is okay. I know that no pain, no gain is stupid if it's going to hurt me long-term. I, I, and when negative thoughts creep in, I try to reframe. Um, and, 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 you know, you've helped me in so many ways that aren't food related um, that, that I, I'm, I'm going to be so thankful for for the rest of my life. And somehow you have an uncanny way of knowing, you know, when somebody's going through something and, 
uh, you know, I mean, I, I could dig into that for a long, long time too, but um, discipline is what gets you where you want to go, right? If you walk into any gym, CrossFit, Orange Theory, LA Fitness, wherever at five o'clock in the morning, there might be one complete whack job that's happy to be there at that time. Mm-hmm. Most of them would rather be sleeping. Mm-hmm. Most of them would rather be dreaming at that time. You know, yep. they don't want to wake up at four to go to the gym at 4.30 or five, then have to shower, then go work a full day and then crawl into bed exhausted at 9.30 at night. They don't want to do that. Right. Um, that's discipline that does that, right? So, yep. and you have to be able to pivot too. When COVID hit, I, I had a 35 pound kettlebell and a BOSU ball. And I kind of said to myself, look, Orange Theory's closed and that sucks. I've worked so hard to get where I am. I'm not going to lose it. So that's, I started biking more. I started walking more. I started making up yeah. uh, workout routines in my garage. I became immune to heat, which is kind of cool. Um, you know, I would go walk my dog at night and it's a hundred degrees and I wouldn't sweat at all. Cause I'd, I'd worked my tail off in the garage <laughs> earlier and sweat. So my yeah. body's like, Hey, this is kind of easy. AC's you know? on out here. This is great. Yeah. So, um, but it, it's, so, you know, those are things that you kind of really have to, my, my joke is the, the person looking at you when you brush your teeth has to be happy. Right. Yeah. So, and I realize that might be a kid sometimes and that that's important too, right. They have to yeah. see, you know, what, what, um, what really, really matters. And yeah. I'm not as strong as I used to be at, at one point, you know, before, when I was in the best shape of my life earlier in my life, I could squat 350 pounds. I could bench press, you know, 220, 230 pounds. I can't do that now. And I'm okay with it. Right. If a car lands on my kid, I'm, I'm going to count on adrenaline or people helping. I don't mm-hmm. feel like I need to be able to lift the car off right. my child by myself, you know? So it's, it's, uh, th- those are things that you learn as you age. So it, it, you know, I, I don't think I would have felt this way in my twenties, but in my forties I do. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. Um, I'm, I'm so thankful for you, man. I really, really am. Um, and I, I, I'm so thankful you asked me to do this. I'm, I'm super flattered. I, I can't wait till someday we do a race together and, and we actually meet um, yes. cause that, that will happen. Don't tempt me with a good time. You know how I am with races. It doesn't no, take I know. much. Well, it's not going to be a long run. I, I can tell you that it'll be a Spartan race or something where yeah, you, you get to do, do stuff in between. But, um, you know, at some point we're, we're definitely going to, you know, meet up and, and I'll go there. You come here, meet in the middle, something we'll figure it out. But, um, I, I you know, I can't wait to like shake your hand, hug you and just agree. It'll be more of a bear hug. If, yeah, yeah. If, if hugs are allowed again, uh, it'll be more of a bear hug, I think. Cause it, it is absolutely mutual. You're someone that I take great pride in what we've done together, but in so many ways, you, you inspire all of those around you, including your nutrition coach, whether you ever actually think about that or not. Um, let right. me say this, let me say fed up is a phenomenal name for this, uh, podcast. Cause it, 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 that's what brings people here, right? They're fed up with something, yep. but then once you get on the other side of it, you're, you're fed up properly. You're, you're, uh, yeah. proper need, new, uh, it, properly fueled. So it, it's a, uh, it's such a great name that, that serves both purposes. So nice it's job. Got, thinking it's, about got, it's got multiple, multiple meanings. It, it was a combo of, of Sarah and Katie the whole team was talking in Slack, our messenger. And, and we were trying to, to, cause I try to like make it collaborative. I don't want this. It, the company has my name in it. I so strongly dislike that uh, because it really is an amazing team. And I'm hoping as we do more and more episodes and people get to meet the team, they get to realize the amazing people that I'm surrounded by and how this is like definitely not just a, it's not a me thing. It's, it's a, the team. So it was Sarah and Katie and Patty and Melissa and Carrie and Damon and Emma and me all going back and forth, talking about different names and fed up actually had a really cool uh, meeting as it pertains specifically to Falcons, like the birds. Um, and I wish, it, wish I could remember what it was. I'll find it and I'll text it to you, but it was, um, I think essentially when, when, uh, now nah, I'm not even going to try. I'll post it in the show notes or something like that. Um, I'm, I'm going to put you on the spot and ask you an absolute pain in the butt question. You've, you've sort of already answered it. If you had to give, uh, if someone started within the last month, knowing what you know now, if you could give them three, three bits of advice, what would they be? Uh, completely put your trust and faith in your coach. Uh, that's a big one, right? So I, I did do that and I'm so thankful for that. Like I said, I would have never had the guts to give myself to take myself as low as we got and then rebuild how we did and get to the point where I get to eat as much as I do now. And for, you know, I said, my numbers are high. I'm North of 3000 calories a day. So, um, and most of that is carbs. So it's, you know, I, I enjoy eating on the weekends because I have a compressed schedule. I kind of eat like it's a job. Like I have to work hard to get all those numbers in because I don't eat as many <laughs> meals, but so that's the first one. Um, the second one would be really be honest. 
I mean, if you're, if you eat something, log it, if it's something you didn't have planned and you slipped or, you know, the, the, the pantry monster got to you, right. You opened the pantry and saw Hershey's kisses and you wanted one and you ate it. it it's okay. You know, that's not be honest and log it. Um, and then the third one would be, uh, you know, just, just work on yourself. Um, you're going to have negative talk creeps into everybody. Right. Um, even the very, very, maybe Michael Jordan never thought he couldn't do something. Um, or maybe LeBron James or Mike Trout or, or, you know, those kind of people, but there, there's one of those, right. Everyone else has a moment where you're like, I can't do this. Or you think, Hey, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm just going to end up letting the nutrition coach down. This isn't worth it. That's not true. Um, work real hard to put those thoughts out of your head and, uh, th those would be the, the three key things, right? Be, be, trust your coach, be honest, and then work on yourself. Um, you can't pour from an empty cup. So you, you, that, I love that post. I think Patty made that post the other day. Patty has, um, Patty is, is on a roll with, with, I'm so proud of her for work she's done on herself. And she encourages that so much. Uh, and, and we all need it through this last, I, we we needed it before COVID through the last two years. I, I think a lot of us uh, need it yeah. even more now. And, and uh, I mean, okay, well actually one, one, one last question. You have abs, you have a great set of abs. Do you Thank think you. Uh, how much of your, your general mood and disposition and you always have this zest, how much of that is because you look in the mirror and see abs versus everything you learned leading up to these abs over the last uh, I can zero, guess. And it, yeah. Zero right. percent. It, it, it's, I, I mean, I, I, so there's a joke there, right? When I worked for the mm -hmm. basketball team in Austin, we would sometimes have to dress at the football facility. If the, if the basketball arena was being used for a concert or something. And there was a guy who walked around in boxer shorts all the time, never wore a shirt, never wore shorts, <laughs> if, you know, not on the football field. And he looked like a Greek God. I mean, you mm -hmm. could see the blood running through this guy's veins. Mm -hmm. And then one day someone said, Hey, how come that guy never wears a shirt? And I joked, I said, look, if I, if I looked like him, his name was mm -hmm. Blake Brockermeyer. He played in the NFL for a long time. Okay. I said, if I look like Blake, I wouldn't, I wouldn't wear a shirt to class. Like I'd never, ever wear a shirt. Even if it was, <laughs> even cold, the boxers might be a stretch. Yeah. Yeah. I wouldn't, I would walk around like that 100% yeah. of the time. Well, now yeah. I kind of do look like Blake a little yeah. bit and I'm super proud of that. And it's been a lot of work to get here, but I, I wear a shirt everywhere. <laughs> you know, yeah. I, I might not wear a shirt when I mow the yard. Um, I might not, I don't wear a shirt when I go swimming, but you know, most of the time you're in clothes. So, um, the, the motivation for me, um, sure how I look and, and how I feel and, and how I'm able to, you know, if someone says, Hey, let's go for a 30 mile bike ride, I can do that. Yeah. Um, but I worked real hard to get to that point. 100%. So how I look really isn't what gets me there. It's knowing that I can, right. The, yeah. the, the I can's get to me. Yeah. So it, it, you know, I, I, if someone says, Hey, let's go do this. I, I jump in with both feet. Or if someone says, Hey, you know, it, it, to answer your question, a really long winded way. Um, what I look like without a shirt on doesn't drive any of that. I'm happy that it it's there, but that's not, that's not the reason that I'm happy. Most of the time that I'm, you know, uh, my, my personality has just always kind of been that way. I'm, I'm yeah. the person who I enjoy fun, yeah. right? So if there's fun to be found, I want to be in the middle of it, yeah. whatever that may be. So, um, the, the, how I look doesn't drive any of that, but how I feel drives a lot of it. Right. And I feel great because of where I've gotten with the yeah. food stuff. And your so. approach and your, your pretty much self-care being essentially a non-negotiable for you. It's just a part of your day, which is why yeah. you have plenty of days, uh, not to go back to motivation, but, um, I know you have days where it'd be easier to skip, but it's just part of your, you know, you brush your teeth, you use their, like, th there's just certain things that are part of, part of your days. And, and, uh, we'll save that one for another episode, but I would, I would, I would assume when people ask, well, how, how do you always stay motivated or how, you know, how did you get motivated or, or just anything about motivation? That is the toughest question for me to answer because it kind of just, it just flips and it's just sort of your default mode. I tell people very honestly, I'm probably motivated to go get a run or a workout in 10, 20% of the time. The other times it's, I, this is on my calendar. I prioritized it. It's leading to a greater good, maybe the greater good being a big race next year or, you know, whatever the goal is. It just, it's not like it's, it's good or bad that it's, it's raining. It just is. It just yeah. is raining. So what am okay. I'm going to wear a rain jacket. I'm not going to tell myself all day long. Oh gosh, it's raining. And now I can't go. It just is like the workouts there, the runs there, orange theory. I'm booked. I'm just gonna go anyway. I don't want to pay the ten dollars. Yeah, 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 yeah. Let's not forget the the the, the late cancel fee. Um, all right, 
This was absolutely awesome. Uh, Any time in, in, in my head for this um, is really irrelevant. It was us about having a quality conversation and hopefully some people getting to learn about you and, and hear um, your experience and, and your advice. So I think this was absolutely amazing. Um, first, first episode with an actual client and who better than you. I think we're done. I think your battery died. I'm going to hit stop. Yep. Just got a text uh, saying as much. I'm going to stop it now um, and post some show notes so that you can hopefully see and learn more about David's um, experience. And we will get this up. Thank you, guys. See ya. All right. So that's a wrap. Thank you so much for listening to Fed Up from Falcon Nutrition. We hope you learned a thing or two or at worst, had a little fun with us. Please make sure you subscribe to stay up to date with our most recent episodes and make sure you hit us up if we can answer any questions for you. Talk to you next time.